You are now listening to Smoke After Dark. <laughs> Welcome to Smoke After Dark. Today's the debut of the Paranormal Report. And we start with an article out of AnamaAlien.com, published two days ago on November 24th, 2021. The Pentagon has created a new UFO tracking group. The U.S. Department of Defense has recognized its task force to track unidentified flying objects. This was reported in a statement released on Tuesday by the Pentagon's press service. Washington is stepping up efforts to probe possible alien activity after officials admitted they could not explain the phenomena of UFO sightings. The article goes on to say the group will also assess UFO related threats to flight safety and national security. A quote incursions by any airborne object into our SUA pose safety of flight and operation security concerns and may pose national security challenges, the department wrote. In finishing the article earlier this year, officials confirmed they had investigated 144 UFO sightings reported by government sources since 2004, including unexplained vehicles that traveled at speeds of up to 43,000 miles per hour and change direction on a dime. Most of the incidents, such as the near daily sightings of UFOs harassing a warship near San Diego back in 2017, were not part of US programs that it meant to keep under wraps, according to the task force's congressional report. That's out of Anama Alien, and I'll link the source for everybody. What do you think about that? What do you think about these UFOs? discuss this a little bit let's bring this into focus here what are these ufos out there really are, are these russians are these chinese are these demons it's really hard to say this is some you know people who have found some ability to float around and have put a bunch of stuff together is it just some type of technology that's out there that uh, people have in certain groups. It's very interesting to see how that uh, is going to keep playing out with 144 sightings. That's a big takeaway from that article. 144. 144 sightings. It's really uh, insane. Now, there's a report out of China here. China intends to overtake the United States and sending people to Mars. This is out of Anomalyalien.com, published two days ago, November the 24th. 
2021. The China National Space Administration, the CNSA, plans to defeat NASA in a space race and send a mission with astronauts to Mars by 2033. The article goes on to say, in 2017, Donald Trump instructed NASA to land humans on Mars by 2033. The date was formalized in the National Aeronautics and Space Administration Authorization Act, which provided funding for the organization. In his book, Mission to Mars, A New Era of Mars Rovers and Spacecraft Discovery on the Red Planet, Geologist Larry Crumpler argues that, in reality, such a goal is hardly achievable. He cites a 2019 report from the Institute for Defense Analysis, which states that, in quote, a date for an orbital mission to Mars by 2033 is not feasible under any budgetary scenarios and technology development and test schedules, end of quote. The same report notes that 2035 is more likely for a historic flight if the U.S. Space Agency's annual budget is increased, but even so, complications and delays are likely. Closing on this article, one last highlight I have for you out of it is uh, a, a good little tidbit here. In 2021, China has successfully taken an important step towards the exploration of Mars. On May 15th, the first Chinese rover, the Chuzhou-Wazong, successfully landed on the surface of the Red Planet as part of the Tianwen-1 mission. I'm going to link the article from AnomaAlien.com right in the section at the bottom. You'll see it. You can read the whole thing. There's more to it, and I hope you check it out. We'll bring this into focus here. You know, in my opinion, China is making haste in exploring Mars. Uh, they've landed this Chahuzawang rover back in May of this year. This is China trying to muscle the United States, in my opinion. This is showing the United States' failure to keep up the funding with NASA, which is government-created to begin with. We have a colossal failure from the Biden administration by letting China beat us in the space race, you can't blame Trump now. He was getting the Space Force going. He invented it, but then he was getting it going. They're do, uh, AOC and the squad are doing everything they can to demolish it from within without funding it. And that's, that's really uh, another scary thing going on right now. So we're going to take a quick break and come back with some more news out of the Paranormal Report from this week. Thanks for holding through the break. I appreciate it. We have a report out of Austria from AnomaAlien.com. Austrian experts warn of great global blackout. The Austrian 
Defense Ministry recently issued a warning with fears of an indefinite power outage. The Austrian Armed Forces have been correct in their latest predictions of national security risks, including a global pandemic, the Vienna terrorist attack and cyber attacks. Now military experts have warned of a major power outage indefinitely. Quote, the question is not whether there will be a big blackout, but when, end of quote, conservative Austrian Defense Minister Claudia Tanner assured. Blackout will cause traffic lights, ATMs, telephones, the internet, and other services to stop working, which indicates an extreme dependence on data digitization and a daily need for these devices. The article goes on to say, experts from Austria have launched an informational support in which they provide vital advice on what to have on hand in the event of an event of this magnitude. Fuel, candles, batteries, canned food, and drinking water. What to do when nothing works? When there is no water or electricity, large blackouts have huge consequences. Through this campaign, we intend to raise awareness among citizens and provide valuable advice, they said. So you're seeing in Austria, experts are warning of a great global blackout. I don't really know where they get that from. Are they blowing smoke up our ass? What is that about, really? Let's bring that in our perspective. Let's bring all that into focus. A global blackout. Like they're just sitting back like, I'm calling it, yep, blackout, 2035, where did they come up with that number? They really believe that, you know, there's going to be a colossal uh, collapse of the grid, there's going to be a big blackout that's going to cause these traffic lights, ATMs and telephones, the internet, all this other stuff to stop. Um, and it just seems like Y2K over again. Like here's another big scare. Austria, uh, and I'm going to highlight this out of the article here. Austria aims to be fully prepared by 2025. That's when they expect prepared. And I'll link that article as well. But that, to me, they start going down this wormhole of, is there going to be a blackout? I mean, it's possible, I think, in undeveloped places. I think if you look at undeveloped areas that have power and electricity, that they'll be affected more than a very industrialized country like France or like you know Great Britain you know you know so what do you really think about this overall tell me in the comments but a global blackout to me means yes everything would be down um, and it's a little bit like you have you have nothing right in the store. How would the store operate? And how would everything operate? 
and it would test everybody um, all over again, just like the pandemic tested us. But one thing that the pandemic showed to take away from all of this is that people adapted really fast. And now we're hearing rumors of a chain shortage out there. Um, and, and we're starting to see that ad, you know, adaptation play out inside uh, your local supermarkets. Moving to Australia, where among other things, a report has circulated from LADBible.com. Lad Bible. Man captures horrifying half-man, half-dog creature that stalked him on camera. Jess Hardiman reports on November 21st, just a few days ago of this year. A man in Australia claims he has been stalked by a bizarre dogman creature in the outback, saying he's now sharing his story of the terrifying encounters to protect others. John was fishing in his kayak in the Australian bush on Boxing Day last year when he heard a snap coming from the woods next to him. He was previously skeptical of reports of a half-human, half-dog creature which first originated in Michigan, U.S. back in the 1800s and have since spread across the world but now feels convinced that this is exactly what he saw. After spotting a black figure in the trees, John got out his phone and took a photo. He actually got it on photo. He uh, believes it's a dog man. So, this is one of those. Do you believe it or not? And say it in the comments. Why or why not? You know, is this real? Is this not real? True or false? However, you want to describe it. Because to me, you know, the picture I'm seeing, and I'll link the story, but the picture I'm seeing, it's just too hard to tell, to be honest. It could be a dog man. Definitely could be a dog man. What the fuck is dog man? You know what I mean? Like who? Okay. You really think dog man's out here in the, in the fucking woods? Well, from the way I see it, if that's dog man, that motherfucker's hungry, boy. He's hungry because he's looking over there like, you know, I get a little bite or whatever you got. Because he looks hungry. You got a little snack for me? Dog man. <laughs> so, okay. If that is dog man, you better fucking not be trying to mess with him. You know what I mean? I don't know what that that is. What happened there? Um. Whew, that is kind of scary thinking about that. You have to check that one out. We move on to a woman uh, photographing Bigfoot tracks near Mount St. Helens in Washington. Now, 
this was reported on November 3rd, 2021. Photos of a track shared to Facebook by O'Neill, Jennifer Powell O'Neill, um, read by Tobias and Emily Wayland. On Singular14.com, I'll link the story. Uh, Jennifer Powell O'Neill of Spokane Valley, Washington, shared a series of photographs showing large, unidentified tracks taken near Mount St. Helens to the Washington Bigfoot Facebook group last month. Now, this is really interesting. There's some pictures here that don't look like her foot. She's got a big foot. No, no offense to her. According to statements made by O'Neill, she was driving along Ryan Lake Road on the Windy Ridge side of Mount St. Helens when she saw these unusual tracks going up a steep hill. I looked over and saw these going up hill, she said. I had to climb up a bit to get to the first print. Uh, she explained that she was wearing a size 8 men's shoe in the picture above. And after returning home, she used a piece of floss to get a proper measurement, only to discover the impression she found you know, in the track was 21.5 inches long. So here's some funny uh, information here. Some viewers thought the tracks might have been left by a bear pointing out that sometimes the prints from a bear's fore and hind paws can combine to form the illusion of a single large print. However, O'Neill said, I thought of that and I did look at all toes for signs of claw impressions and didn't see anything. I really wish I would have thought to take a picture from the road because it didn't seem possible for a bear to have started leaving tracks from where the first print appeared. Those who were more impressed with O'Neill's find uh, argued against the bear track hypothesis. Very nice, said Larry Garver, Vancouver, Washington. Just my opinion, but a bear's front and rear bar line would not likely measure 21.5 inches. Also, you would see a definite ridge between the toes and the pad. I know that the mountain well, and I have many uh, had many experiences and findings there. Uh, she said it could be pranksters. Uh, overall, it's all just speculation. That's an interesting story. Interesting picture, too. Those are big feet. Big impressions. We have a UFO cluster, followed by other mysterious black spheres captured over Rome. A report I found on NamaAlien.com. Now, this is just circulating around, but back on January 1st of this year, at 3.10 p.m., a resident of Rome noticed an object in the sky, which as she herself stated she could not identify. The testimony says the object rotated on its own and had very strange bulges around its circumference, which periodically went out and returned. So the video and I'll link the story here and you look at this video and you look really closely and this is where the conversation opens up now is this somebody that was in their garage that was like look and he's just kind of mad scientist with it you know and he's just like look I don't got you know, I, I can't fly, but what I can do is got this hover technology, and we're just going to hover. Maybe it's that. 
but they're high up. So, I don't know, it's hard to say, but kind of looks like people on there. Maybe like one or two people on there, but it's hard to tell. It doesn't, it's not balloons. And you can definitely see it's not balloons. The article says it's not balloons. Um, you get a good look at that. Tell me what you think in the comments. That's a good, that's a, something really nice to look at. So we're going to go to break, come back with a great story for you about a woman who believes uh, that a beam of light transported her uh, 60, uh, just 60 kilometers. Here comes a report out of Argentina that a woman believes a light carried her 60 kilometers away. Now, this report uh, I found on Inexplicita, the Journal of Hispanic UFOlogy. And, uh, this uh, piece out of Jacinto Arouse. An intense search was carried out all Tuesday afternoon and evening in southern Jacinto Arouse. So Jacinto Arouse, the place where this is taking place. When she vanished from her customary place of residence, she was found yesterday. Now this was back on the 18th of this month. So when she was found that day, uh, by a patrol of Colonial Santa Teresa in Quanto Meridino, not far from the police station at the location, which is 65 kilometers distant from where she was last seen. The district attorney's office of General Aka is looking into the case. So you can see how this story is playing out. It's uh, becoming very apparent that this woman believes that she was abducted by light carried 60 kilometers away. The story goes on to say the woman was taken to the Guadarache Hospital and then sent to the facility at General Aka in order to conduct more precise studies since she could only communicate via writing, seemingly as a result of being in a state of shock. At the hospital in Guadarache, the woman told physicians in written form that she was in her country house when she heard a noise and stepped out into the backyard where she was blinded by a light and then appeared where she was found at Meridino Quinto, five kilometers south of the Guadarache police station, unable to remember a thing due to her condition. She was sent to General Aka in order to carry out tests that may discard any existing health conditions as she was physically in good shape. So the story goes on to say, Marias Alvarez, the chief of police in Jacinto Arauz, told La Arena about the mobilization of local and area firefighters, police personnel, search and rescue personnel with trained dogs and admitted that the search was a desperate one. 
the dogs would follow her trail up to 150 meters of the house before turning away, as if having lost the scent. Finally, yesterday morning, it was learned that she had been found at the described location, and questions soon followed. Among them, given her physical condition, it was impossible for her to walk 65 kilometers, especially, as relatives said, a thousand meter walk was enough to tire her out. So let's pause right there. So we know that on one end, she's known to be in good shape. Physically, she looked in good shape, right? The police said she looked in good shape. And they said that if she would have walked a thousand meters, not a thousand kilometers, but a thousand meters, she would be tired. So yesterday morning, so the morning before, when she was found at the location, it was impossible for her to walk 65 kilometers as relatives as uh, said a thousand meter walk was enough to tie her out. So when the missing persons file was open in the district's attorney's here, she returned home after a visit from another rural property only to find her gone. So when her partner came home, she was gone. And uh, a frantic search was conducted all night in the premises and neighboring properties in the area, known as Cuatro Esquinas, approximately 25 kilometers southeast of locality of Jacinto Raos. Early yesterday morning, a photo was received from the woman's cell phone, identifying a street that could not be identified as a local one. Minutes later, it was learned that she had been found by police at Colonial Santa Teresa. So we have a woman here that's saying the lights carried her 60 kilometers away. Saying she walked out back. Oh my gosh, here's a light. Zoom, there I am. Now I'm walking uh, in a different place, in a different lane. Her partner comes home, she's gone. You know, they put the missing persons out, they're looking for her. They, you know, they find her. She says that uh, she, was, she was traveled by light. Why her? Why was she chosen? We don't know. It's all speculation. We don't know if there was a light that actually carried her. She running away? That's a mean thing to say. But that's what the police are probably asking. So what's happening then? If someone's gonna run from a bad situation, they would would they make up a story like this? So we don't know if she had a bad uh, you know leg did she you know did she have a bad something that's going to prevent her from walking all this distance you know what i mean was there something else going on here it's only one aspect 
Is she running away? Did something happen? Um, you know, so we don't know. But uh, it's very interesting. And believe it or not, after the break, this story continues. Oh, yes, there's a part two. So we're going to go ahead and uh, sniff around and, and uh, snoop around this story a little bit longer. Be right back with you. Thanks for staying with me so far on Smoke After Dark. sticking with me through the break part two of the of the story about the teleporting woman uh, in Argentina continued here on smoke after dark uh, found on inexplicit uh, the journal of Hispanic ufology very uh, amazing website I'm gonna have the story linked and have everything linked up uh, Jacinto aroused La Pampa November 17th. We know phone calls were made from the Aras woman's phone. A mechanical buzzing sound could be heard. The woman vanished for 24 hours. The woman, whose 24-hour long disappearance was made known by her partner, appeared some 60 kilometers distant without showing any signs of having covered the distance on foot, according to reports. The mystery deepened when it was ascertained that on Tuesday afternoon, Phone calls were made from her phone to several relatives. However, all that could be heard was a sound some compared to the wind and others with a mechanical buzz, buzzing sound. The protagonist of the event awoke, seated on a rural road near the 5th Meridian, the geographic border between the provinces of La Pampa and Buenos Aires. After getting her bearings, she walked several meters until she was able to get a signal on her cell phone, sending out photos of the landscape to help people find her. This was successful, as she located uh, by a police patrol. Residents of Jacinto Arruez highlighted the heavy movement of police forces and volunteer firefighters from neighboring communities the police dog section, and the forensic police. The woman was in a deep state of shock that kept her from uttering a single word. She was transferred to the Guadalupe Hospital where she wrote about having heard a loud noise in the backyard and having been enveloped in a bright light like that of an operating room remembering nothing else. Now at that point, the narrative becomes confused since it was not possible to determine if she was aware when the phone calls to relatives were placed and the circumstances under which she made them. Another detail is that the woman reported having a headache, presenting a slash injury on one of her temples. The decision was made to send her to General Aka Hospital for a series of tests. It was also learned that at the site she had made reference to lights which she drew and which almost surely will be available 
to the authorities investigating the strange case. Some investigation sources determined that the woman had experienced a strange incident years ago, one in which she witnessed an odd low-flying object in the year 2002, a time when many similar events were reported. And that's irrelevant to this story, too, I'll add. To researchers, this is one of the hot spots of regional ufology due to the memorable Dorado incident having taken place there 19 years ago. So Google that Dorado incident. In 1980, a witness reported numerous strange ground markings had been left behind by a giant bucket-shaped object. The presence of a red-eyed creature was also reported in the area, after which two mutilated cows were found on a property. A number of cattle mutilations took place in the area during the pandemic, exhibiting a new behavior on the part of its perpetrators. They would return on the following night to remove soft tissue from their victims. Um, so a translation uh, done by S. Corrales, IHU, special thanks to Marcelo Madiar. Uh, this is an interesting story. Source Marco Digital and uh, Marco Madiar have the image here on the site. You'll see it when you check it out. Uh, podcast uh, bio, uh, bio and uh, you'll be able to see everything there in the information I put up so what is what a strange case you know if we if we could just sit back and think about this and then play a little detective I'd like to do that with you um, you see that here's a woman that here she has a slash injury so that makes me think you had seen the light now you have slash injury. Police have found you. Now we're seeing where were you kidnapped, and that's what it begins to look like. She doesn't remember much what happened. Now then, the, the calls were made to her relatives for the people trying, you know, trying to get money. So what was that? Now it's turning into ransom. This, it could have been possibly turning into ransom, kidnapping and ransom. So that's what that uh, could be construed as. Um, instead of this light carrying her 60 kilometers away because I'm looking uh, on the outside looking in. Now we have to look at the possibility of the light. Could this have been an actual light that transported her? That's where it becomes uh, a little insidious. And now it starts to get weird. You know, again, like I said, why her, why the light? Um, it, it makes for an interesting scenario, makes for an interesting story. It's a great story, actually. But reality, do you believe it's true or false that's really what I'm asking tonight because overall it's a good story well put together Uh, but you know she was slashed and it also was scary at the same time because we don't know if that was something that came 
after she fell. Uh, we just don't know. And uh, the facts will continue to play out. And make sure you subscribe to Smoke After Dark, this show. You're going to enjoy the paranormal report I put out. You're going to enjoy the stories I do. And uh, continue to support this channel. You'll really enjoy the content. I'm very happy. You know, I'm ecstatic. You uh, join me tonight. And just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everybody.